You're listening to The Random Whisper. Welcome back to Random Whisper. This is your host, Legs. And next to me is the best co-host in the world. Oh, not just a co-host. I am your best friend. That indeed, sir. That indeed. Well, I was talking to the listeners. but you know, Oh, of course. Because it's inferred. <clears throat> you and I are, it's inferred. Of course. <laughs> I understand. Anyhow, what's on the agenda today? Uh, movies and drama. Oh my God, drama. There is always drama in life. You know, you know how, I think it's funny too, it's like you read uh, like all these people that get on their, their profiles and stuff and they always talk about, oh, I'm a drama free person. Motherfucker, you are a lying sack of something. I think you're, you're, you're 10 pounds of bullshit in a 20 pound bag. That's 30 pounds heavier. No, it's not. It's half empty, half full. Get it? I could have said 20 pounds of shit in a 10-pound bag, and then that's way too much. But I chose not to. Perhaps. So, yeah, we watched a movie. Uh, it was recommended um, in in a, our film class. And I really wish that I wouldn't have wasted that amount of time in my life. Well, <laughs> um, the, movie, oh the movie Jake's talking about is The Killing... <laughs> Of a Sacred Deer, which was released in 2017. It was directed by Yorgos Lanthimos, written by Yorgos himself, along with Eftemis Philippou, and it stars Colin Farrell and Nicole Kidman. Take it away, Jay. What oh, is my God. What you got to say, man? So I was watching it, and I really had a hard time trying to figure out what was going on at the beginning. Um, and the the acting style that i that i that i uh, observed was very what did i say clinical it was very clinical it was yeah. very he did say clinical. monotone and and oh, sterile you know it, there was no emotion to it and and maybe that was you know the intentions of it but it was really hard to watch it was really hard to watch colin farrell i love you why would you take on this role where you're plain jane ben stein without the cool ben stein voice I have no idea who that is, but yes. Ferris Bueller, you know, Bueller, 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 hello. Talks very monotone. All the oh, time. yeah. That's Ben Stein. Okay, yeah, that's a good that's a good reference. You're you're right, man. The uh, Actually, tell our fellow listeners about the Artemis premise. <laughs> okay, so uh, looking at it a little further, it, it, it was kind of taken from a Greek story about the, the siege of Troy. So Agamemnon, King Agamemnon, the Greek, was heading to Troy to conquer Troy. But on the way, he evidently uh, slaughtered a, a deer. And the deer, you know, is sacred to the goddess Artemis, who is the goddess of the hunt. So Artemis, being you know, enraged by the whole act that Agamemnon did, was he wanted ret- she wanted retribution. So... She uh, she tells Agamemnon, you know, hey, in order to make things cool with me, you have to kill your your daughter. And Agamemnon says no. And then uh, so she stops the wind from blowing because uh, Agamemnon had his fleet sailing to Troy. So his 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 ships were derelict in the water. And so, um, you know, he had no choice but to, to, to kill his daughter to go to Troy to conquer Troy. 
So, and, and that's kind of the premise of what the, the idea of this story was based off of. Well, thank you, sir, for that explanation. Now, that being said, I feel like this movie, the writer and director did not do the story of Artemis any justice. Wait, it's not the, the story of Artemis. It's the story of Iphigenia. Okay. Iphigenia is the daughter of Agamemnon who is sacrificed. Agnog. Yeah, Agamemnon. Agamemnon, Agnog. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, so the story of Agnog and Artemis' punishment to Ag. Right? No, punishment is to Agamemnon. Artemis punishes Agamemnon, kills a deer that she held sacred. So okay. it's one of those. Yeah, I don't. The direction was the direction, in my opinion. If it was even on purpose, it was a horrible choice. I was unengaged. The the acting was, as you said, so monotone that it lost my interest as a viewer. Um, and it was as slow as Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, except with no entertainment whatsoever. And it, it was just how weird they had to act. The whole monotone, no expression, no charisma, fucking acting. Yeah, I agree. It took away from the suspense. My thing too, um, when when tough decisions were made, you know, there was there was no emotional like uh, rebuttal. I'm like, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna spoil it for a lot of people because it's been out a while. But so th- one of the kids uh, in the story. He's he's the protag or the antag, roughly. He's downstairs captured by the father of the, uh, which is Colin Farrell, and Colin Farrell brings the mother and uh, the children down, and is basically like, "Hey, look what I've got." Any person looking at that would be like, "Holy, what the fuck are you doing? You got a kid tied up in your basement." She just kind of walked down there and was like, "Oh, hey, hi, dude, what's up?" Can I get you a pizza? Well, I mean, based on the fetish she had, I'm not surprised. Or the fetish that she she um right. complied to. But if you look at the if you look at the face that she had, it was very just you know, blank. Like, yeah. oh, oh, this is where that kid went. You know, it wasn't like, what are you you realize what kind of laws you're breaking here? It wasn't even that. It was just like total acceptance and be like, okay. That's true. And the point of storytelling is for the listener and or viewer to relate to the story and or the protagonist or the villain or whatever. Yeah, I, I could not relate whatsoever relate based just on the acting. And I don't blame the actors. This is all director's fault. Um, yeah, in terms of cinematography... Nicole Kidman, you are still uh, <laughs> delicious. Oh, my gosh. Um, I'm married, so I can't... I can't... Yeah, she is fucking hot still. Oh, man. No, but um, you leggy Australian. And then the cinematography, the whole movie consisted of three shots. Okay, it was either <coughs> ultra wide shots, pu- uh, slow push-ins, and slow pull-outs. That's it. The whole movie. Oh, there was angles too, though. I I don't know. I didn't mind so much. Oh, and then the I above so eye line yeah. push-ins. I don't. I didn't. I didn't mind a lot of the shots. I thought the lighting was really great, though. The light, yes, the lighting was great. The lighting was really good, in my opinion. I mean, to capture that somber, clinical, like, 
feel that you know each of the actors had portrayed the lighting complemented each one of their emotions or lack thereof yeah so i don't even want to talk about it anymore (laughs) out of 10 i give it a, a, a four okay so the j rating of four and that's just because i saw nicole kidman's boobs i give it a legs rating of five because and, and it was Farrell's, four and a half. Because, Colin Farrell has a nice butt too. Because Colin Farrell had a nice butt, and Nicole had a nice, nice, titty, nice titty. But um, yeah, no, no more than five. It was, oh my god! And then the soundtrack, the the foley <laughs> and the score and whatever you want to call it, whatever you know it as, was horrible. It it did not match the the tension in the movie. It was the beats were eight twenty four. I know you guys are good at mindfuck movies, but this one was just horrible. I'm sorry. I like you guys, but this one was, man. Yeah, somebody shit the bed on this one. And Speaking of shitting the bed. <laughs> transition. Um, so, let's talk some, some drama that needs to be addressed. Um... So today, uh, yesterday in Kentucky, what happened, Jay? So in Kentucky, the legislature at the state capitol designated that day to be Muslim Day, right? So apparently there's a a prominent presence of Muslims in in Kentucky around there. So they wanted to just kind of honor them and give them a day, all right? Yeah. I... There was a group of, of students, middle middle or junior high, whichever one you want to call they looked, it. They looked elementary to me. Well, some of them probably were, but I think the article that I read about it was more about the, the junior high kids or middle school kids um, going to and from the, the state capitol. And there was protesting by radical. Now, I'm going to say radical because radical goes both ways. Radical Christians standing out there with signs and megaphones, shouting and shouting, dot, 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 more to follow. You guys are harassing little kids right now. The Muslim faith is a harassing little kids. Repent and don't go to hell. It, uh, it said Islam is a false religion and Muhammad is a false prophet. And Jesus is the only one that will save you. Repent now or go to hell. Who the fuck do you think you are? Radical Christians. Not all Christians. I mean, I have friends that are Christians that are pretty cool. And I, I mean, I don't follow any kind of religious uh, belief in a way that they do. You know, and I have Muslim friends too, and I don't blame all Muslims for what's going on in, in you know in the world. I blame radicals because they they take things out of context, they read things incorrectly, or they they warp or shape the belief, the standard structured belief, into something that they can manipulate the masses with or cause terror. So, radical Christians are in Kentucky terrorizing young Muslim children. Who the fuck do you think you are? Those are kids. And not only that, like, I'm pretty sure not all the kids that it, it was a, it was a field trip. 
where the kids went to talk to the the legislators in the Kentucky Capitol building about bullying, about Muslim Day. It was like a normal field trip. And if you're a Muslim kid at that moment, at that moment, you're getting harassed, you're getting humiliated, you're probably scared. And not only that, there's other kids who are not Muslims who might learn to hate oh, yeah. on oh, Muslims yeah. just based or, on that. Those children coming off the bus or getting on the bus who are Muslims are seeing white people, and they're they're going, oh, well, these people hate me because I'm I, I don't believe in the same belief they do, and that could also create some hate because they're going to go home to mom and dad and say, guess what happened today, and then you're going to get some kind of internal family conflict or explanation, and it's going to alter someone's opinion. It's it's just wrong. Hey, leave those kids alone. Let them believe what they believe. Let anybody believe what they believe. I don't support anything that has to do with the interference of a child being a child. And if it has to do with the religion, hey, that's the parent's problem. And, I, and by problem, I don't mean issue. I mean, it's let the, let the parents of that child explain the religion or support the religion or deny the religion. That's their responsibility. It's not yours, radical Christians, to do anything other than accept their constitutional right to practice whatever fucking religion they want to rela- you know, practice. Yeah, Republican Representative David Hale told Courier-Journal, the God I love, the God I serve is not a God of hate, but a God of love. Even though I may disagree with my Muslim friends and their faith, and we have different ideas, I respect them. I think we as a body, we as a body here respect them. And then he said, um, they have the right as a Kentuckian, as an American, and as a Christian, to express their beliefs, it's, it's America. America, were, the reason America exists is because of religion, religious persecution. Right. They left England, the Pilgrims, the Puritans, left Pil- or England to get away from and practice their own religion, the tyranny of religious uh, beliefs that they didn't uh, fall in line with in England. So... Who, who are you to tell somebody else, hey, you can't do that when th- that's basically the whole foundation of what this country was built on? Yeah, man, it's, it's very sad. It kind of... It makes me sad to be a, a white person and an American knowing that there are people like that in the world. Oh, man. Well, I know you. You're a good man. Uh, well, I may be, but not everybody's me. Not everybody can make a fist with their feet. My head is hurting right now. Um, speaking of white privilege, which nothing with social status, nothing with economic status. Nope. It's, it's more deeper than that. It is. Let's talk about celebrities or powerful people that get away with stuff, uh, even if they're not that powerful, such as Brock Turner. Oh, my God. The little rapist. Yeah, man. He's you know his parents are even pleading now that uh, we don't use the term and identify him as a rapist. He was behind a dumpster, from what I remember of the story. He was behind a dumpster doing some mean shit to a woman. Yep. And someone found him, and then he ran off. And then looking down, I guess the the person who found him was so uh, disturbed by what he had witnessed and what he had seen that guy doing to that girl. Poor girl. I, my heart goes out to you, really. And then for him to be charged in, in his lawyer, his coach, and even the judge. Was and his like, dad. And his dad. Oh, well, 
if you send him to jail, he'll it might ruin his future. Yep. Motherfucker, you raped somebody. You raped somebody. You put your Audi in someone's innie without their permission. Yeah. You deserve whatever you get that should be given, not leniency because you're a, a, a an athlete. You're a swimmer, man. You're a polywog in a in a whole ocean of fucking sharks. I don't think you're going to go very far. And if you do, come over to my house, man. I'll fight you. Come fight me. Brock yeah, Turner. It's pretty sad. And it's just, it's unavoidable and, or inevitable that it, it happens all over the country. It, it does. I'm pretty sure, especially with like athletes with, that play for strong schools, like popular rich schools, you know? Yeah. And it's just saddening. You know? I get so sick of athletes, though. Athletes are, are really, honestly, the more getting away with anything else than, than all the other types of professions in the world, or at least in the media, that's all we really see. I think I yeah. just saw a headline. I, I, didn't, I didn't read the article, but I just saw a headline on Antonio Brown, a new, a new battery warrant's been issued for him. Oh, is that when you hit someone? Did, yeah. Didn't he just get over something, too, before he, he got rid the whole uh, the trading from, was it? He, he played for the Steelers, and then he played for... New England, but then he didn't, and, and or whatever. He Antonio Brown. You don't you don't hit people, man. Yeah. Even though I just said, "Come fight me, Brock Turner." Come fight me, Brock Turner. I'll let you hit me first. I don't know, man. Like, it's the thing with celebrities. Like Justin Bieber, where he got arrested for DUI, resisting arrest, and drag raising. All he got was management classes, the uh, anger management classes. Anger management. Oh my yeah. god! Oh, and he had to make a charitable char- charitable donation, and he got off. It's Justin Bieber, though. So if I if I have a DUI, I resist arrest and do drag racing in the same day. You going to jail, bro? I'm I'm dead. Bullets in my butt. You, yeah, you going to jail? You going to um, be somebody's lover? R. Kelly is another one. R. Kelly. Yep. You don't pee on fucking young kids, R. Kelly. Especially yeah. when you know how old they are. He had like about 14 counts of child pornography. But child he got acquitted. Porn- acquitted? Because the girl's identity was inconclusive, d- d- despite having witnesses. In- like, Say that one more time. That Kelly's defense team convinced the jury that the girl's identity was inconclusive, despite being identified by various protection witnesses. Oh, my. Oh, bro. Prosecution witness- witnesses. WTF. Yeah. It's like... And I don't know, man. Like, you had you had a, you were talking about another uh, celebrity that Lindsay Lohan. Lindsay Lohan, yeah. <laughs> oh, Lindsay, I liked your little freckled face, but oh, Lindsay, trouble, trouble, trouble. So, I don't know. I mean, it's never. It is change. privilege, though. It is privilege. You know why? Because they can afford lawyers, and 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 this is why I really don't like a lot of lawyers. I mean, I. I'm sure there are actually really great lawyers out there, but the, but then you have those lawyers that know how to bend, bend the law or the whole thing with there's you know unconclusive evidence uh, pointing to or for or for or against. Man, don't be a shady little motherfucker. It, OJ, you did it. Don't have lawyers going looking for somebody messed up the evidence, and I get over on it. Oh my God, the glove. Oh my God, this or that. No, you you know you did it, man. Even everyone knows you did it. No one just wants to tell you that. So why do you think about people saying, well, that is the law? 
Don't get mad at us. Get mad at the law. I do get mad at the law. I think the law should not be worded the way it is because obviously people are crafty enough to find the loopholes in whatever's worded. They need to hire some people to reword these laws to make them very non-jargon because jargon is horrible. No one really understands jargon unless you're trained to understand it. I saw on Facebook, you know how on Facebook a lot of people say, though, they should do this, they should do that. Someone suggested that domestic abuse uh, perps should register. There should be like a national register for domestic abuse um, people, women and men, all, all sexes. What do you think about that one? Um, why not? You got to register for everything else. If you're a sex offender, you have to register. Even if you pee outside, that's still a sex offense. Yeah, I, I don't understand that. It, it, and that reminds me, like when I was uh, when I was an instructor, we had a, we had an Air Force kid because I'm I was Army, but we we trained all the services, and we had this Air Force kid who was in uh, the the training with us. Went on on his weekend uh, time off from from class or whatever. Got a little intoxicated. Was on his way back. Uh, got out of the cab and he had to pee. He peed on a tree. And this was probably like two or three in the morning. So how many people do you think are actually going to be out there? Probably about five or six. The people you came with are probably the ones getting out of the, the thing. None, <laughs> yeah. of them, none of them are offended. He pees on a tree and then pee rolls by. And he's busted and he's a registered sex offender. 19 years old. Just because he peed. Public exposure is what they tried to say, right? Tons of us are going to bat for this kid because he's a really good kid. He honestly was. He worked hard. Paid his dues, you know, uh, quick learner, had a little bit of a leadership uh, quality. Yeah, we, we all got kicked out of the office simply because this kid peed on a tree and his career is ruined. They kicked him out of the Air Force. And and I can understand, but I can't understand. I can't like, believe the, like, the unit his, didn't fight for him. He, oh, no, his, his leadership was in there with us. I mean, we were like literally shoulder to shoulder trying to plead with the, you know, everybody and anybody who would listen to us like, hey, you know what? This, this is the dumbest kind of law there is if you're peeing, you know, bums pee in the street. You know, none of them go to jail. But yet you got a kid who's actually trying to make a future for himself and possibly a family, you know, getting kicked out of the Air Force simply because he peed on a tree because he was drunk. And it wasn't even a big tree. It was a little baby tree. It was like a birch because I've been by the barracks down there. I know. I just couldn't believe it. I, I thought it was such bullshit. That is bullshit. I... I... He peed on a tree. I think, see, if he had money and connections, a good lawyer would have been like, he was just peeing, there was no one around. And the judge would have been like, oh, okay, yeah. Here, community service for peeing no, on a, a no. property. Actually, military, they don't, they don't play that. Oh, it was MJ? Or what's it called? Yeah, it was UCMJ. It was Article 15. It was, it was uh, discharge. Oh, I thought it was outside the base. No, courts martial. No, he was right there in front of the barracks. It, but he was drunk. And he peed on a tree. Got kicked out of the Air Force. Damn. You think if that was Army, it would have been different? Nope. No? Nope. He was on an Army base. Oh, damn. Yeah. How's he doing? You know anything about him? No. I, after, no. you know, I, I shook his hand. And I told him, sorry, dude. I, I wish I could have done more. I, I did what I could. And he appreciated everybody that, that came and helped him and stood, you know, stood for him. But, I mean... We all kind of just shook his hand and watched him get on the bus and go away. It's been a while since I checked the registry for sex offenders. Cause every time I went on it back in the day, I just saw who was near me. That's all. But I never clicked on their face or whatever. 
Does it tell you what they did? Or is it just, nope, he's a sex offender, that's all? Um, I'm not sure how Washington is. When I was in Alaska, um, I, I lived down the street, like in to the left down the street, like halfway down the block. So maybe a full city block walk-wise uh, from an elementary school. And uh, there was, across the street from my townhome, there was a small little A-frame house that a guy had moved into, and he was a sex offender. So I clicked on his stuff, and it was just said, uh, I think it was child molestation. I okay, think so it specified. I think, I think it did. Like I think some of them are like rape, you know, and, but one of them was child molestation. And I remember, and this was back when I was like super crazy, like not today. I went and knocked on his door because I know that the the courts order them to stay so far away from schools. You're not allowed to move into a house 300 feet from the school or whatever. And and it kind of I kind of put the math together, and he was just outside the radius, but in an area where kids would walk down the sidewalk yeah, yeah. to go home because there was an apartment complex behind mm-hmm. the A-frame. <laughs> so I went over and knocked on his door. I said, hey, dude, I know who you are, and I know what you did, and I know why you're here. Is if I ever get word of you messing with the little kids that walk down by your house, go into those apartments behind you, I said, I'm gonna come visit you again and I'm not gonna be as nice as I am today. And, and he, I think I was probably the first person that had ever done that to him because he was like, oh, you know, kind of take him back. Like, I think he wanted to kind of lie to me and say, well, that's not me, man. But I saw his picture. They, they had his picture on the dot, like on the map. You click on the dot and it showed. So I was like, you know, there's no bullshit in this. If I find out that you've done anything, I will come I will come fucking not be nice to you anymore. Because I have no tolerance for taking someone's innocence like that. Little kids need to be little kids. That's like that whole thing in Kentucky. Little kids need to be little kids. You're ruining their life. Yeah. Anyways, I digress. And you're messing with their parents' teaching. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you're making, you know... You're painting a bad picture for another type of people. Speaking of another type of people, did you hear about that 16-year-old that killed his family in Utah? No, I didn't. Why don't you tell me about this? So, uh, anyone listening, this is in CNN.com. A 16-year-old charged as adult in the fatal shootings of his mother and three siblings in Utah, all over in the span of five hours. Oh, and he shot his dad in the leg and hit him in the head before the dad could stop him. That what? Does it say why? Um, no, but it tells you, you know, killed one by one as it started coming home. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Utah, what are you doing? I'm not saying any other state's different, but geez, Utah. Yeah, he killed his mom, 52 years old, and his sister, 12-year-old, around 1 p.m. when they arrived home. Then he killed his 15-year-old sister... And his 14-year-old brother later that day in the afternoon. And then when the, do- the, the, dad, when the dad got home, when he tried to stop him, he got shot in the leg and got hit in the head. But he did overpower him anyways. So so the, the kid's alive. Yeah. So the dad could have been killed, but, but he been stronger. He took him down. Good. So now the, imagine the suffering the dad is going through. Yeah, that's, that's terrible to know who did that and then to live with the fact that you came home to a, a, a bloodbath or a carnage 
you know, and, and who knows, you might've been having a great day, you know, you might've gotten a promotion, you might've, I don't know, scratched off a $10 lottery ticket, you know, something. And then all of a sudden. So the, the boy told his father that his intention was to kill everyone in the house except himself. That dude, as a future dad, dude, I, I would probably cry, man. Yeah, that's, man. I don't, I wouldn't know if to be angry or just super fucking depressed. I don't be depressed, man. Remember we talked about depression. No, no, no. I w- if I was in the dad's position. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. I would be angry, but then I would be like, the, the betrayal part of it. Like, oh, what yeah. the fuck? Yeah, that, that's a lot of therapy right there ahead of that guy. Well, because of his age, prosecutors cannot pursue the death penalty in this case. So I'm guessing that's why they're trying to prosecute him as an adult. Well, yeah, you make an adult decision doing that stuff. Yeah. You know, I, and I firmly believe if you commit certain crimes in America, you should definitely be tried as an adult. There was a, oh, there was, there was something about it, like a, a 12 year old kid, a little girl that did some atrocious stuff. I, I, I would have to research it and bring it back up. But I remember she, the courts were like, hell no, you did something like really bad. You're getting tried as an adult because you did it consciously. You know, you premeditated this whole thing. So you, you're not, you're not getting away with that juvenile uh, protection stuff. Yeah. Like those uh, teenagers that beat up, uh, especially uh, special, uh, mentally ill kids. Okay. Like they beat them up too. There's been like five cases over five years that I've seen. I'm pretty sure there's more, but they recorded and uploaded to social media. Yeah, yeah. Things like that. see, what is wrong with you? I don't know. What what's the term? Uh, I hear y'all need fucking Jesus, man. Y'all need Jesus. Y'all need Jesus. Or Allah. Or Allah. Or Allah. <laughs> Speaking of uh, you know really cool stuff. Speaking of Allah. Oh, speaking of Allah. Have you heard about Eli Manning's retirement? Oh, that is nowhere near the, the right. Hey, man, I'm the oh, best at transition, oh, y'all. Oh, the chicka, transition chicka, chicka, was chicka, bad. Yeah. yeah, so apparently he's going to announce it on Friday Yeah. publicly, but he's already uh, come out with, a, so I guess, uh, his, uh, what is it, agent. His agent, I guess, released the, the news that Eli Manning, after, I think it's 16 seasons, 16 years in the NFL, Yeah. Uh, he's, he's decided to retire. And the only reason I'm really, I think we should talk about this is because um, I was reading an article where, like, analysts, you little dirty bastards, analysts were, were talking about whether or not he should be in the Hall of Fame, you know. And, um, you know, further reading the article, a couple of them were, like, chiming in going, well, there's each person who votes for the Hall of Fame uh, for football. I don't know about any other baseball, hockey, basketball rock and roll booger flinging snot throwing my favorite sport whatever you know i don't know there but he says like the football people have a criteria each each person who votes has a certain criteria that they have you know to weigh against which i completely disagree with i don't think that you or i should have different criteria in my opinion to get everyone should have the same criteria and then you check it yes does it meet my opinion does he meet this one does he meet that one not I have these things and you have these things. And how many are there in the group? I, I don't. I, I don't know the. I, I, and honestly, I really don't care. I think it's bullshit that each person has a different way of of thinking, yes or no, and then that's what predetermines their vote. Everybody should have the same checklist, and you look at it and go, yes, no, yes, no, yes. Okay, three out of seven. I don't really. Th- I'm going to vote no. You know, and. Uh, Deion Sanders, I read the, the, the 
comments that he had made and he bashed the Hall of Fame saying it's not the same as it was anymore. Um, because I guess like from what he's saying, the, the criteria was like, you know, Hey, he dominated the field in his position. You know, he was, he was just a beast, like say at quarterback not, but that was back then. Um, or he, he, uh, accomplished great feats in the, in whatever position, say running back, running for you know thousands of yards or whatever. He's saying now that it's gotten so laxed that because Eli Manning won two Super Bowls, that's probably enough to get him in and that the Hall of Fame is not what it used to be. Well, of course it's not what it used to be. There's more people in the Hall of Fame and times change, Dion. You ain't great anymore either. Maybe you should shut the fuck up a little bit. Oh, man. It is 48 people. 48 people. In the committee, which is largely made up of media members. Okay. Each city that has more than one franchise sends a representative for each franchise. Okay, that makes sense. There's 32 football teams. So one representative, you're saying, from each team? Yeah. Okay, I get that. But then you said media people as well. It says media members. Media members. Yeah, it sends one representative from the local media to the committee. So I don't. It's not even nationwide. It's it's local. Yeah, but it might not even be an actual retired player. It might be like some random guy that knows stats. Oh, I hate, I hate next gen stats. Yeah, like AWS. Please stop giving me. This person did like, seventeen wh- things in, in the span of six years. You know, he's the first person to make level 20. And I don't care about what they're. So Romo might be in this committee later in the year since he's going to be a media person. Oh, well, hey, you know, Romo. I don't think Romo's really too bad. I mean, I like listening to Troy Aikman when he talks. You know who I don't like, though? It's Chris Collinsworth. That guy thinks he's he talks too much. Chris Collinsworth quit talking so much. You're you're like John Madden. And I'm glad he's not talking anymore. Damn. (laughs) <laughs> God, I, I got tired of listening. You couldn't even enjoy the football game because Madden would be like, he would just sound like, he sounds like a, a like a load of laundry with a bowling ball in a dryer. But <laughs> you know, it's just, it was just overcoming. I'm trying to, to watch the film. I don't want scriggles all over the damn screen all the time. Yeah. I get tired of the, the replay. Nine times. Okay, the guy committed a foul. One time, show me the replay. Okay, I got it. But yeah, Dion, shame on you for saying the Hall of Fame is not the Hall of Fame. Damn. So, in your opinion, should Eli be on the Hall of Fame? Well, I Wait, think... do they get nominated or they just get chosen? I think... Well, no, no, no. They get nominated and then they get voted in. Oh, then the committee votes? Yeah. Oh, yeah okay. Yeah. Um, I think, I think, uh, I mean, he did win two Super Bowls. He's got numerous records with his franchise. Um, uh, some of his records have been beaten or he's dropped down as of late. And I think, um, yeah, I mean, I think he, I think he should. I think he really should. He's, he busted his ass and it got to the point he, he used to have, uh, he was the longest starting quarterback in the NFL for a long time. He had like the the record for starting I think it was like 207 games or something like that. But and then when he when his performance started to go down and they replaced him, yeah, obviously that went away. Um 
but I mean, he has, he has records. Yeah. And he, he has, he's been a phenomenal player up until a certain point. And, and honestly, how much can you blame the quarterback when it's the entire team that, that you needs to win the Super Bowl or wins, wins a football game? Yeah. So you can say, well, the quarterback wasn't doing right. Or the offensive coordinator wasn't doing right. Or no motherfuckers. The other team came with a better plan. It's not always the the quarterback. It's not always the receiver. It's not always the coach. People get out coached. Another coach could come in and whoop your ass because he understands what your plays are and does a good counter for defense. Or he understands how the defense is playing. I know how to pick apart that defense. These are the plays we're going to call. If you can't adjust to that, you're going to lose the game. But is it your fault? That your player drops the ball? No, quarterback cannot, should not be blamed for a player dropping the ball unless it's badly thrown and he only gets his fingertips on it. But when I played football, my coaches were like, look, little bastard, if it hits your hands, you could catch it. So you don't either you don't go for it at all or you don't try to catch it because you're, you're possibly going to have an interception. So I, that sunk in my mind. Every time I went on and played, if my hand touched the ball and I dropped it, man, I felt bad. I felt bad for the quarterback. It was like, dude, you relied on me. You trusted me. And I dropped the ball. I let my whole team down. Damn. Made me want to play harder. And yeah. I, you know, and I, but the times that I did drop the ball, I'd go back to the quarterback. You know what? Next time you throw it to me, I'm not going to drop it. I'm not going to miss that catch. And I, that's may, motivation. And maybe I did, maybe I didn't. But I, I know going out there, I had the strongest intentions not to. You know, because I didn't want to let my quarterback down, my my general. So, and it stuck with me throughout my whole life. I make one mistake. I'll be like, you know what? I'm not going to do that again. And normally I don't. Normally I don't repeat my mistakes. Did you ever drop the ball again? Oh, I'm sure I did. <laughs> I'm sure I did. I mean, because, you know, sometimes it's out of your control. If I get hit as I'm catching the ball, you know, it's really hard. To, but I'm saying, yeah, I if that you. ball hits me right in the numbers and I drop it, put me on the bench. Obviously, I don't deserve to be out on the field. That's why I would prefer to be the water boy. You don't lose there. Yeah, you can give them Gatorade and they want water. Uh, speaking of balls. <laughs> <laughs> balls? So, I'm a big fan of football, soccer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am in love with the MLS. I'm in love. The MLS is young. Like, Young. And but it's been growing so much, and it's always been getting stars from Europe, and from South America, and whatnot. And one of my favorite Mexican players is now part of the LA Galaxy. Are you are you are you saying you're gonna leave your beloved Sounders behind? Oh no, I'm gonna go watch him play against the Sounders. But I'm glad that the MLS is getting recognized more and more and more, because you know Mexicans think that the their league, the Liga MX, is like the best over here in the North America. But that is no longer the case, my sir, because a lot of European stars and a lot of South American stars are coming to the MLS. The MLS has better stadiums. The MLS is getting way more teams and better pay. Wait, when you say better stadiums as opposed to what? The stadiums in Mexico. Okay, so so I've because I've been I've been to some of the stadiums in, and I'll be at this was in the eighties you know early nineties I've been to a couple of the stadiums in Germany and them stadiums are amazing. Oh no, Germany is like I want to say like the third best league in Europe. 
Yeah, I can't speak for all the uh, all of the the stadiums, but the ones that you know, Kaiserslautern, you know, the K Town area. I've been to a couple of those stadiums. Yeah, those and, and those it, it rocked my world. Yeah. I was like, oh my god, this this is cool. Yeah, no, I don't mess with Europe because obviously they've been doing it for years, like oh, hundred a yeah. hundred years. Well, maybe. that's their national pastime. Yeah, you know, obviously that and rugby. Oh my god! But um, he was getting uh, criticized, uh, like oh. Because people, a lot of people still see the MLS as like a retirement league. Like because oh okay, like big like subpar, subpar. Yeah, but now it's it's getting more recognition. It's getting better than the Mexican league because the Mexican league is the one that criticizes us the most uh-huh. as like a young league that doesn't know shit. Now I'm not I'm not gonna rip on anybody, you know. Yeah. But has Mexico the national team? Uh-huh. Ever won the World Cup? Oh no. So by me saying that, the World Cup is is rather competitive. Yes. With all all countries that have a soccer team have an opportunity to participate in the World Cup tournament if they if they can qualify. If they qualify, yes. Okay. How far has Mexico ever gotten? The what do you guys call it in English? The round of 16 or the quarterfinals no no round of 16 which means 16 teams are left out yeah. of the 32 okay. i think um i think the the one that the the listeners can correlate to is basketball they do the sweet 16 tournament oh. and then it goes down to eight and then it goes down to four and then, and then two and then championship yeah. so 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 mexico I think, has i think they might have once or twice made it to the quarterfinals which is the the eight teams okay but yeah, they've never gone to a semi or okay, a final. So, what grounds do they have for the criticism? That's the thing. I don't know. Okay. And that was one of the worries that oh, his name is Javier El Chicharito Hernandez, the green P or the little P. Um, and there's this, he has a vlog. He started a vlog with a life coach and then like a Italian uh, vlogger. Dude, it's called Naked Humans. They wanted to show what a celebrity goes through in actuality. Right, yeah. And it's beautiful, beautiful blog. The episodes are long, like an hour, but it's pretty cool. And he had a call with his dad because his dad used to be a soccer player. It's like grandpa professional, dad professional, now he's a professional. Okay. He's like 30-something now, the player I'm talking about. But still young. They all retire around 40. And he was like crying on the phone and then the dad was like what's wrong i was like well i'm, I'm going to galaxy you know they, they made me a good deal and i still want to play and they're not they're not giving me enough play time in uh he's he's he was in sevilla in spain and the dad was like you know what don't even worry about it you know oh let me let me set a story a lot of players here in north america and south america going to europe is a big deal getting playing for a european team regardless if it's the english league if it's the German league, is it the Italian league, the French league, etc., Spanish league? Okay, it's a big deal. Yeah, um, it's like if someone from Europe comes to plays in the NBA. That's a big deal, just like that. And he was like, "Well, you know, I've been in two or three of the best teams in different leagues. He played for Manchester United, which I'm pretty sure you're familiar with. Yeah, yeah. great, great. Um, he had a great career there. He played in Real Madrid. Probably heard of that. I have. He played in." Um, but uh, Bayern Leverkusen, Bayern Leverkusen in Germany. And then he went back to West Ham in England. And then he 
his last team in Europe was Sevilla in Spain. But he wasn't getting any playtime. And he's the type of player that you need to give him the ball so he can score. Right. And all these teams lack that, lack the passer. They lack oh, the okay, quarterback. Okay. So, so they, 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 in basketball, they call it the point guard. The point guard. The point guard passes the ball to the big beasts that yeah. either hit the threes. Yes. They're, they're the ones that set up the play. Yeah, they're called the, um, uh, goal poachers. They're okay. there to score goals. They're not tricksters. They're not sprinters. They're, not, not, they're just there to score goals. And that's why he did a great in Manchester United because Manchester United had Paul Scholes. They had Ryan Giggs. They had like all these great passers that without even looking would get you the ball no matter how far you were. And this guy was a fucking goal magnet because he was at the right place at the right time every time. So all these teams he's been in, they don't have that, so they don't have a use for him. They always want like this trickster guy. So anyways, it's been 10 years in Europe. Okay. Great run. And his dad was telling him, you know what? The whole looking for fame, looking for Europe, looking for trophies, which you've had in these 10 years, that's a young player's thing. Yeah. He said, when I used to play, and I'm telling you this from the heart, it's, it is important that right now at this age, this is the perfect age for you to enjoy playing. Oh, okay. okay. Like, yeah, still have that hunger to win, but relax and enjoy the play. Enjoy football. And he's obviously going to have playtime in Galaxy. Um, there's another famous Mexican there. And I thought it was beautiful. You know, like, it's true. You yeah, know, at some yeah. point in your life, like, yeah, you got to strive for the best of the best. But then there's a point in life where you got to, like, mellow out and enjoy what you're doing. And I just want to tell the haters, go screw yourself. I don't care. I'm excited to see him play here. I'm excited for him to make the MLS grow, which he's already doing. Sorry, dude. Sounders is going to beat your ass. But I'm glad you're here. Um, well, you never know. Maybe the Sounders are going to get smart and be like, hey, you know what? This guy. Maybe we can pull him up to us or something. Yeah. yeah. And maybe. You, know, you never know. Because a lot of, like, like the, the, I know there's a big talk around Jadavian Clowney. Who's that? What's that? What's what? He's a, a pass rusher for the, the Hawks. They traded for him uh, from the Texans, right? And uh, he's coming up on free agency. He hasn't really performed like super mega huge yeah. in Seattle, but he's he's been a force to be reckoned with, um, and he's he's a he's a really good addition to the defense. I mean, people see him coming out on the field; they know, hey, you know, he's he's a morale booster. You know, they they yeah. want they want to work harder because they know they got him on the other side. But he's he's in that, and and I don't know. There's big talk about well, he's you know going to be the highest paid defensive player, and he says he's not in it for the money. He, when he looks for the team that's going to sign him next, um, he's looking for winning. He wants to win a Super Bowl, so he's like, I want to be on a team that wins a Super Bowl. I don't really care about the money. I want to be on a team that's a contender for the Super Bowl for the next four or five years. Gotcha. The Seahawks have out of oh, and this sounds like a next gen stat, but it's not really because I remember. I, I think out of the last 10 years, they've had like nine or well, since Russell Wilson came, he came in uh, 2013, I think um, since he's been with the team. So that's six years, seven years, roughly. They've had one season where they didn't win double digit games. And most of the time when you win, what does it mean? Double digit games like 10. Oh, gotcha. 10 or more. So there's 16 games. So they went 10 and 6 that year or they went 9 and 7 one time in or less. I think it was yeah, I think it was 9 and 7. Gotcha. But any time, you know, during during the the last 10 years, if you make double digits, you usually make the playoffs. 
And any team that goes to the playoffs always has a chance to make the Super Bowl. I don't care who you are. Yeah. I've seen wild cards go to the Super Bowl and win. Well, look, Texans, dude. Right. So, yes, the Seahawks are contenders as long as they can make 10, 10 games uh, or more winning, a, a winning record. You, they have a great dynamic. They've got uh, a really great rookie receiver who complements Wilson and uh, Tyler Lockett. So he, yeah. now Wilson has two on the ends, and he's got great. Uh, he's got as long as our running backs can stay healthy and quit breaking bones. <laughs> yeah, uh, we've got a good ground game, and we have a, a, a solid defense that's coming together. They're starting to learn. There's a lot of new new positions, new plays. They're they're coming about, but they made they made a run for the play a run for the Super Bowl. It, it got short, and I'm not going to sit there and cry over spilled milk like all the rest of Washington. Pretty much, oh, we got screwed. The Packers shouldn't have won. The calls were made. They were bad calls, yes, but Seattle didn't come to the game. They didn't come to win. Yeah, I saw that, especially with the offensive yeah. uh, linemen. They didn't come to win. Now we did play with a very hurt team. You know, we had a lot of injuries, and Dwayne Brown was a big factor in in that in that offensive offensive line. But the Packers just played better. Okay, you know what? This is when we move on to the next season. But you know, they're they're talking about you know who's going to keep clowning or not. Yeah, we can. We have the third highest uh, salary cap budget available in the NFL right now. So I mean, we could probably pay him to play but i wonder if he's going to hold up to what he said i don't care about the money i want to be on a super bowl team fine then you approach Connie and say look we're going to give you a salary but if you don't want all this extra money then we can spend it to compliment somebody on your other side or compliment some more players to get us to the super bowl are you down that would be cool if they had like um Connie, that's a challenge if they had like the live meetings between his uh agent and that would be great team. but that they don't cool. do that yeah i wish they would but Clowney, that's that that's a that's a challenge to you to still sign with the Seahawks and let them use the extra money to get other players to help you get to the Super Bowl. I think you you should stay here because you can go to the Super Bowl with these guys. Believe in Wilson. He's he's a magic man. Yeah. Wilson is a magic man. Any quarterback that runs, I respect. That guy had I think he had more <laughs> more yards in some games than his running backs combined. Yeah, I remember he, you telling me. He just he's he's amazing. I'm not I don't put all my eggs in Wilson's basket, but he's got a really great team behind him. His coach is great. The atmosphere in Washington is great as far as coaching. Um and he's you, you got the most diehard fans. Yeah. I need to get his jersey now. Clowney? No, uh don't, Wilson. Uh I can't I can't buy any more. Every time, every time I buy a jersey, that player leaves the team. So I think I'm cursing the team. I How about you wait till he retires and then you buy it? I don't know. I don't want to do that either. Um, so to end the the chicharito, the chicharito thing, um, he he's a top notch player. He's considered a top notch player because he always scores. If you have the right players, and he took a pay a. He 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 got paid less. He accepted to get paid less in order to play in West Ham. Okay? Then West Ham didn't give him minutes because again, I guess some coaches in the in the BPL in England have something against Chicharito. Um Sir Alice Ferguson is who got Chicharito from Chivas de Guadalajara 
all the way to Manchester United. And Sir Alex Ferguson, God bless his soul, he's still alive, but he's he's a genius. He always saw the talent in people that other people didn't see. So he took Chicharito from Chivas de Guadalajara, which is my favorite team, to Manchester United. And he scored over 50 goals for Manchester United in the span of like a few years, right? Like, is that like significant? I'm not much of a soccer or um, football, football player, so I don't, uh, I can't yes, because understand that. He was young, so he would come in as a sub and score. Okay. Almost every game, sub score, sub score. Like, he was magical. So, so subbing, you mean like second string? No, like you hit, you get three subs per uh-huh. per game, so you can take out a midfielder and put whatever player you want. Like, you get to switch out three players, or okay. three times. And Chicharito always started at the bench, and then he got put in later in the game, and he always scored. Yeah, but I mean, like for us, that would. I don't know. I kind of equate that to being second string. And then he worked his way up to being a starter. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, sorry. Yeah, second. Yeah, he was second string. We call it a sub or bench. Okay. Um, but, yeah, sec- yeah, second string. And then Sir Alex Ferguson retired because he was really old. But this guy, Sir Alex Ferguson, is a genius. He saw talent with other people didn't. So he retired, and then they got a new coach. And this new coach has something against Mexicans or something against Chicharito himself. So he didn't give him time. And then Real Madrid was like, oh, well, loan him, loan us, loan him to us. And then see we'll buy him or not. So he played for Real Madrid for a season, and he scored. I think he scored more goals than their striker did. Their natural start, their first, their starter striker. Mm-hmm. And they switched coaches, so they didn't buy him. So then a team in Germany, the Bayern Leverkusen, was like, "We'll buy him." Chicharito gets there, scores from September or sometimes summer all the way to Christmas. He scores like 15 goals, and that's the big deal because okay. it was almost like two or one goal per game. And so, like uh, a like a for me to understand it, like the amount of gore, goals scored is kind of like uh, a player hitting home runs. Yes, because it's not it's not every time you get up to bat. But yeah, when yeah. you hit a home run, you're like, you know, a round ball. Yes, yeah, it's, it's like the Mariners that far get know? a player, and every game he does a home run. Okay, so. He did good, but guess what? They got rid of some of their good passers in the team, and they changed coaches. So guess what happened? They didn't give him enough time. So then West Ham called him back again and said, hey, you want to play for us? But we'll pay you less. And at this point, he just wanted to play. So he's like, okay, whatever, let's do it. No. Changed coaches, no no game time. So Sevilla at the end was like, you know what? You're going to be an integral part of our team. Okay. Yeah, but we can't pay you as much. So he took another dock. Another pay cut. Okay. And the pay cut. He went to Sevilla, started like a few games, nothing. No goals or? No playtime. No playtime. So when. But was he still producing for these teams? They didn't give him a chance. Like every time he went in, oh, okay, okay. he either was close enough, but they put him in as a sub when the first games. And he scored, I want to say like he scored a few goals, but not enough to be like, wow. But to be fair, they didn't play him. Okay. So they like, didn't utilize him like they should have. Yeah. Okay. So obviously if the Galaxy comes, you're going to be the Galaxy, Galaxy's everyday player unless you get injured. Did they get rid of Beckham? Oh, Beckham retired in the Galaxy. Okay. No, no, no. He left Galaxy and retired in PSG in Paris. Okay. But he is now owner of 
A new team that got inducted to the MLS uh, is called Inter of Miami. Inter Miami. He's part owner of that. Oh, nice. Yeah, nice. Will Farrell, the guy you don't like, the actor, he owns part of. Why, why do you got to say it like that? You know, like, <laughs> hey, you know that guy you hate? I got uh, a, I got Will a preface because you're gonna be like, I don't care. I don't no, care no, 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 no. I mean, I understand. <laughs> no, a lot. I mean, I respect that that celebrities are using, you know, their ability to purchase some of these teams. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm down for that because it. It provides entertainment. Entertainers are outside of their medium entertaining because yeah. they like, like I'm sure Will Ferrell likes soccer. Yeah, he does. You know, and he's a big, big guy in that whole world. So for him, it's a big deal for him to be owner of something that he can contribute to fans. It's fans that are like minded and support something. Yeah. So I mean, it's not that like Russell Wilson owns part of the Sounders. For real? Yeah. And, definitely in his jersey now. And and for me, I'm cool with that. I'm I'm definitely cool with that because he likes soccer, you know, and he he's a part of one sport, but he's not part of this. You know, I think it would yeah. be I think it would be weird if he like owned a baseball team because he used to play baseball. And or if he is still completely playing baseball or something. I think it would be like like a, pull a Michael Jordan, like but. a com- <laughs> contract or a conflict of interest. Yeah, but Michael Jordan was horrible at baseball. Oh my god, I watched him. I, I thought strike I was fake. out every time. No, I, I knew about that in Space Jam, but I later I later no. learned that it was real. Yeah, he he's. I mean, I don't think he made it to the majors ever. Wilson, I think is. I'm not sure if he made it to the majors or not. I don't know. Um, I'd have to look it up, but I mean, but it but rubber meets road. I'm glad Will Ferrell, even though I don't. I don't like his comedy style. I'm not taking yeah. away from the fact that he's a good actor. He knows how to how to get his fans or his you know viewers involved in the films. I just don't think he's funny because I'm I'm from an older tradition of comedy. Gotcha. You know, I'm not I'm not taking anything away from him though. I mean, I do like a couple of his movies. You know, so but it's cool that he he's part owner and Beckham, yeah. him and Beckham are partners. No, no, no. I was gonna say Will Ferrell owns LAFC. I I don't know. So LA difference. has two teams now. It's uh, LA Galaxy and LAFC. Okay. Um, it's kind of like Manchester United, Manchester City, kind of deal. Or it was kind of like LA Raiders and LA Rams. Sure. But now they're in Las Vegas. Oh, I feel so bad for all the Raider Nation. Oh my gosh. But do you really? Not really. No. Not really. I mean, I mean, they're getting a new stadium. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. The, they left, right? Somebody wasn't happy with what was going on in Oakland. That's the only reason any team decides to leave. That's why L.A. Rams went to St. Louis for a long time and then ended up coming back. They weren't happy with getting, you know, sometimes the repair of the stadium. The owner is refusing to do it, or the city. The city's refusing to do it. The owner's like, well, screw you. I'm going to go somewhere else. And then that's where they relocate or whatever. Or there's there's something along those lines. And not necessarily every single time that's the, the case. But, hey, Las Vegas, congratulations. You got a football team. Yeah. So, anyways. It's a really crazy fan base. Galaxy obviously promised Chicharito. I'm pretty sure they offer him a lot of money because it's Galaxy. What's, what's, what's pay, normal pay for a, a foosball player? Versus like, you know, because 
baseball, there's no salary cap, so these guys can make 40, 50, 60 million. Oh, yeah, each. I think they do have a cap. Where basketball players, I think there's a cap in basketball, and I think there's a cap in, and there's definitely a cap in football where they can, you know, you're only allowed, I think it's like 60 or 70 million a year to pay these players. Um, no, I think there's a cap of how much money you can spend on a player in terms of buying his card, like buying mm-hmm. him. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know if there's a cap of, in salary. I think that's just based on how much your team makes. Okay. Yeah, that's a, like everybody always complains the Yankees are buying their World Series. Well, yeah, they are because they can afford it. They charge $15 for a beer. Like in 2018, Javier made um, $7.28 million, Okay. And that was in West Ham. And so that was at British pounds, pound sterling, euro. British. Okay. Pounds. So that's a little bit more. It's probably about $9 million American. Yeah. Nine, um, or nine or ten, somewhere around there. So I'm excited to see him play. And yeah, but Ooh. MLS is growing, bro. I mean, you've been to a Sounders game. Yeah, I went to the championship this year. Um, it wasn't my first game like in that stadium to go watch. Yeah. I, I watched the Pan Am tournament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, and that was pretty cool. But... I know going to the Sounders, there there is a definite following here in Washington, and it's growing. It really is. It's growing, especially when they win championships. It, it brings more. Um, it, it it exposes people to another championship team because we've had now out of the four, <laughs> out of the four teams, we have three champions. We have the Seattle Seahawks. We have the Seattle Sounders, and we have the Seattle Storm. Women's NBA have won championships, but yet them goddamn Mariners can't bring the boat to shore. They're the, I think they're only one of two teams in the Major League Baseball that has not won a championship. It's so horrible. I'm like, oh my God, everyone <laughs> else is winning these little funny cups that say champion minus one. And they're one year older than the Hawks. When so, were they introduced? The Hawks? 70, uh, 76. Dude, the Sounders were introduced like in the 90s. Right. But the Mariners were 75 from what I believe. Better catch up, base of players. Hey, you know what's, what's crazy? We're getting a hockey team, bro. What, are they going to be the Totems? What are they? I, I, you know, <laughs> there's such a, a talk of what, it, what it's going to be. But here, here's the weirdness. Here's the weirdness of it. Seattle has a Stanley Cup, which is the championship of hockey, and they don't have a team. That's how magical Seattle is. Yeah. Yeah. So they won the championship the first year the NHL happened, but they won it like three or four months before officially the NHL stood up. So when the NHL stood up, the team went away. But the cup, they they have the championship, but they just don't have a team. So we have a Stanley Cup, Seattle, Washington, Washington State. Are you, are you listening to that, Mariners? We have a hockey team with the with the cup. That team doesn't exist. Yeah, you need you need a something, man. It's it's strange. <laughs> um, I'm waiting for us to have the best badminton team too. You know, badminton. some kind of weird some kind of weird sport where. Like Seattle has the national curling championship or something, you know, uh, dodgeball, checkers, roller derby will be a good one. Roller derby. I think we have a team though. I do want to go see that. 
We did. They, they used. They have them at colleges. They have the like, the leagues. And we stuff. have a girls basketball team. Yeah, that's the Storm. They're Storm. Yeah, champions. Oh, they won too. Yeah, they've won too. Oh my, Mariners, or Rain? Maybe it's the Seattle Rain. It's one no, of those. I think two. it's Storm. I, storm, I think it's yeah. Storm. In in um, you know what's going to be amazing too is the XFL, right? I bet you the XFL is going to get Seattle. What is it? Seattle Dragons. They'll probably win the championship before the Mariners do. That would be funny. It won't be funny. It'd be sad. You know what I like to do when I'm sad? Eat peanut butter. Drink milkshakes. Drink milkshakes. Speaking of milkshakes. Da, 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 da. Wow. <laughs> we'll transition into this. Transition News of the master. weird. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. South Africa restaurant sets Guinness record with 207 milkshakes. That's 207 milkshakes? Right, and and you, you you're thinking, oh my god, that's in so a, what? It's two hundred and seven milkshakes, two hundred and seven different milkshakes in one sitting. They created two hundred and seven different. So you milkshakes. Can, you have the options to to drink one of two hundred and seven. No, 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 no. Okay, so a South a South African restaurant was awarded a Guinness World Record after providing the authenticity of its menu's most impressive boast: two hundred seven different types of milkshakes. Okay. That's a record? I, hey, you know, anything can be a record, really, as long as uh, you can verify it. Please tell me you have the list of flavors in hand. I want to listen to them so I, bad. I, no, it doesn't. It, it better doesn't. not be like chocolate, light chocolate, dark chocolate, <laughs> probably, white chocolate. <laughs> Full milk, half milk, non-fat, 2%, 1%, you know. <laughs> Rice, almond, coconut, <laughs> goat. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, oh. <laughs> Oh jeez, that's an okay. interesting. That's, I'm not gonna lie, I don't think that's interesting enough to be in the Guinness book. You know what though, a pizzeria cooks a 340 foot pizza to raise money for Australian firefighters. Hell that yeah, it's amazeballs. That is really cool. Where's this pizzeria? Let's give them a shout out. I'm trying to find the whole thing. I saw a picture in. Oh my god, it, it looks far as hell the owners of an australian pizzeria cooked a nearly 340 foot pizza to where was it again for firefighters battling the country's bushfires um hold on siblings pierre and rosemary moyo i want to say owners of the pellegrini italian pizzeria near sydney new south wales used a conveyor uh, oh, a conveyor oven Sunday to cook a 338-foot margarita pizza on a road in Kirawi, which I guess is maybe a city in Australia. That That is Suburb. amazing, dude. It, it says here, uh, the pizza was then cut into 4,000 slices and served to a crowd of people who gathered to donate to the New South Wales Rural Fire Service. That is really cool. What did you think about... I don't have any facts on these people, but apparently there was about 200 or more people arrested under the, the allegation was that they started the fires. I think that's crazy. Um, I don't, I, with those kind of fires, it's really hard to, to really pinpoint what it was, but you you cut me off before I can even say that because I know you're wondering the world's largest pizza was not that. What? No, because the world's largest pizza 
pizza. Oh, what's a pizza, homie? Pizza, pizza. That sounds good. I know. It's a Machu Picchu. Machu Picchu. Picchu. We should, we should go to Peru, dude. We should go to Peru and have a Perucha Picchu. And <laughs> anyways. anyways. Uh, so this pizza, the world's longest pizza. I know. Listeners, I know you're wondering, how long is it, Jay? Well, I'm going to tell you right now. It is. Wait, wait, wait. How long is it? Take a guess. Okay. Um, so the other one was 230 feet. Mm, let's say 700. You are like way off, brother. It is 6,333 feet long, and it was cooked in California in June 2017. Fully cooked? Fully cooked. Was it? I have no idea. I'm not going to read all that stuff. It just gave that quick little thing. But um, I'm like, wow. 6,300 feet, man. I mean. That's over a mile, bro. At that point. A mile long. Wouldn't it be gross to eat it? Not necessarily. Because if it's, say they use a conveyor and they're cooking it and they're making it as it's cooked and it's measured out. But cut up and eat as it goes oh so you know, they measured the dough before so they can get the distance and then do it you know instead of cooking it and waiting for that mile long pizza because you know that's uh, just gonna coagulate at the beginning by the time the last so it wasn't done. like yeah a done pizza <laughs> a whole done pizza i would think i'm not sure don't quote me on it i haven't seen the, the the footage on it but i'm sure i'm hoping that's how they did it so no one got sick unless it's just a cheese pizza gotcha you know what I mean? but that yeah i as far as that fire being set, I don't know. Um, I mean, think about it. You can flick a cigarette out a window, cause a fire. You can, you know, let your toaster, you know, spark causes a fire. Lightning causes a fire. You know, so there's so many different ways that a fire can be started. It's hard to say you're going to arrest 207 people and say all of you started the fire. You're under arrest. Yeah. You're going to fire jail. The, okay, so I'm into conspiracy sometimes when I'm bored. Do you think there's going to be companies getting some natural resources where the fires happened? Oh, probably. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I think they're going to have vested interests and they're going to leverage that. The, hey, we helped you out kind of thing with the government. I because, don't know. Because, I mean, think about it. Conspiracy, you know, thinking America is run by corporations. Figureheads like political figureheads were appointed by those corporations in their best interest. They're paid to be figureheads to get the agenda, that secret agenda by the the 1%. Yeah. Oh, so. um, um, I watched uh, Los Eternos y Documentados, the Eternally Undocumented. It's this terribly produced documentary with great stories, pretty much about what creates... So, uh, Central American immigration into the U.S. And it's pretty much because of the U.S. Pretty much. The U.S. funds the militaries of the countries like El Salvador, Guatemala, etc. So that they enforce whatever law the lawmakers want to make. As long as the companies that run the U.S. can take their nat- natural resources. Oh, absolutely. And so, obviously... People of a way lower economic class who tend to be farmers or work in um, any type of agriculture and stuff like that, they get kicked out of their regions because of these mining companies. And those are the ones that become immigrants and try to come to the U.S. So that's pretty much what the documentary was. 
it was terribly produced and the only thing good about it was the information and the editing but it was still good information it should be redone by netflix or something but uh i thought it was funny how i never knew that i never even thought about what creates immigration i always thought it was all people that don't do good in their country but now it's like they can't (laughs) they can't do good so it was it was it was a good piece of information there's nothing i can do about it there's nothing i'm gonna do about it but it was good to know now um hey so we're on spotify right we're on Spotify. We're an Apple podcast. No, 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 no. I'm just asking, are we on Spotify? Yes, we're on Spotify. Because those Spotify listeners, did you guys know that Spotify has launched a playlist for Dogs Left Home Alone? Wow. Yeah, Spotify has made playlists in the podcast for dogs to listen to in their owner's absence after finding that nearly 74, 74% of UK pet owners play music for their animals. We used to la- leave... Um Netflix cartoons on for Alice when she was younger. Yeah, I, yeah. When uh, when DK when I had the house when I lived in the house, uh, beautiful black cat. Yeah, DK, uh, uh, short for the Dark Knight. Uh, not an asshole cat. It's the kind of cat that touches you because he wants to. Yeah, he likes you. He. You know. Anyways, I, I would leave stuff on for him too. I really would. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I'm gonna listen to it on the way home. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm kind of curious what what the playlist is. You know, so. Yeah. But yeah, if you're listening, uh, Spotify users. Uh, you can have a playlist for your animals now. Um, make sure, you know, this is on Apple Podcasts, is on Spotify, is on Google Podcasts, is on CastBox, uh, any podcast medium that you think of or know of, it's on there. If you want to share this with your friends, we would really appreciate that. If you have questions, make sure you reach us on social media. It's Random Whisper Studios on Facebook, Instagram. And we have randomwhisperstudios.com. For any questions, concerns, suggestions, whatever, be involved. We want to thank you for listening. If you're still listening, <laughs> heck, heck yeah, this is a long one, and uh, yeah, we've ran it a little bit, but you know, you got to, you got to, you got to, man, you got to make it known that whatever people are doing wrong, it's wrong, and they shouldn't be doing it. Yeah, and uh, we're still, um, we're still getting better and better. So thanks for sticking it out with us. This will only get better and better, better and better. Better and better. Better and better. So I think we should end it here. You think we should end it here? I um, think we should end it here. What do you think, listener? I yeah. can't hear you. I, I, you know what? I, I, it might be good. Next week, we're going to be reviewing Thelma. T-H-E-L-M-A. It was produced in 2017. It's on Hulu. If you have Hulu, and if you don't, it's on Amazon Prime for rent. Make sure you watch it so you can follow along with our review. And thanks for listening. This is the Random Whisper by Random Whisper Studios LLC. Oh, yeah. And goodbye. This is your boy Legs and Jay and Jay. And remember, don't cook bacon naked. Be safe out there. See you in the next one. Um.